0: That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Great Escape After
1: Show. Hello, everybody. For those of you who don't know, Bing is for doing, and we're here doing the first Great Escape After Show. I am your host, Phil Svitek. Join alongside. With Sean Overman. That's right. And today's it is, as I said, it is the premiere. Premiere is titled Escape from Alcatraz. That's right. Quite a good um quite a good episode. Um so we're going to kind of recap a lot of things. We're going to discuss. Now, I also want to say this. Um I'm filling in today and, and so is Sean for our hosts that will be here. Now, um all of them they're kind of off on this event so they couldn't make it for tonight's premiere, but um I vouch for them. They're going to be amazing hosts um Uh, Virginia Virginia Raina who did um, Fashion Star with us you guys might remember her um, if you were a fan of that show Um, Derek Hough's sister Maribeth amazing person really fun Um, Justin Walter so it's going to be a good group it's right going to be on. really, really that good. It sounds re-
2: like they're going to be fun. They should be high energy. Oh, they're going to they're be a blast. For yeah. a high energy show, too. Exactly. So I'm
1: excited to, uh, for them to kind of resume, but for now, I'm kind of holding it on the ship, as we say. And for those of you, obviously, it's, it's the first show, so um, in case you're not familiar with After Buzz, you can tune in live. Um, you know, on AfterBuzzTV.com or if you can't actually tune in live, I understand it's a DVR world nowadays, um, check us out after the fact on whether you want to watch this on video, it's on YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV or you can go to iTunes. Um, if you're having trouble finding us, just uh, just go to AfterBuzzTV.com, find The Great Escape and it's, it's basically a portal to those sites and um, all this is delivered to you for free. So without further ado, Sean, let's um, Let's talk about the initial impression of the show, the rules, etc.
2: Yeah, so uh, initially the the show does seem like it's a pretty interesting concept. You know, I there are shows like, that are similar, like this team-based shows where they have to do certain tasks, they have to escape things, or they have to go from one point to another. Like, we have The Amazing Race, we have Fear Factor where they do these arduous tasks that are action-packed as well. Yeah. But this is a little bit different because they're, they're put into situations where, like, for example, here it's Alcatraz where they have to like escape this well-known, you know, older prison facility which was supposedly supposed to be inescapable. Yeah. So, it's pretty interesting concept and they got some cool action music in the show. I like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, and uh, you know, just in talking about it, you know, at first I was like, "Wait, um, you know, there's only going to be 3 teams." And then as the the show progressed, it made sense cuz if if you kind of want to get to know the people, you can't have 20. No. Contestants.
2: And is that how much, like, do they have a lot of people in The Amazing Race? Is it kind of like... I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of these other shows, they have a lot of contestants. Yeah. You know,
1: that, that's kind of what it's... about. I mean, you did Fear Factor. How many contestants do they yeah, have Yeah, they that? had three
2: teams, too. Oh, did the they? Same. Okay. Yeah, same thing.
1: All right, so it's a known format. Um, there's other shows that, you know, they have a lot of contestants and things like that. Um,
2: so, in this case, it's better, you know, because, you, like you said, you get to know the characters better. It's a little bit more intimate that way.
1: Yeah, and, and I would have I preferred, um, you know... Um, kind of they they did it later on but i i never wanted to kind of doing the same things you know having the same thing to deal with
2: like the same tasks
1: yeah or it'd be like you know if if you and i have to find a key i don't want it you know under our cups you know having it in the same place for like each of the teams for each of the teams i want it to be a little bit different and and later on as the as the thing progressed you know the stages they had you know the things in different places which was cool to see
2: yeah that was better so it it was maybe a little bit in a way easier for another team as opposed to like the other two. Yeah. Um, And then
1: you brought up a point, you know, um, just why don't we talk about it real fast before we fully dive into things. Um, The fact that you know, this one was a prison one, but they're not going to necessarily do prisons all the time.
2: Yeah, they might do areas that are just isolated, hard to get out of. Who knows? Maybe they'll be in like a desert, caves, or something. Caves you know, would be fun. That would be. People get claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. But I'm sure we could talk about that more in predictions. Yes, yes, we'll definitely
1: will. Um, so let's break down the teams. Um, three teams, as we mentioned, uh, Brittany and Gabe were first. They're, uh I like them. They, they engaged for three years, or they've gone out for three years and now they're engaged and whatnot. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on them?
2: <laughs> I actually didn't like them right away. Really? Which, which is really funny and the number one thing I didn't like is that the the girl introduced the guy. He didn't say his name at all. Did you notice that? So it's like, immediately I'm feeling like, oh man, does she got a hold on this guy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe it was just like, uh, maybe it was just really brief, and they just kind of did it, like, naturally. Maybe she had more personality.
1: Maybe. Speaking from a producer perspective. Yeah, perhaps. You know, where it, it's, you know, there's certain people, you ask them a question of, like, hey, um, you know, um, why should you win? Because we're better. Whereas, you know, she would actually give an answer. Mm-hmm. Well, we will win because X, Y, and Z. hmm You know? So, some people are just better. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- th- they seemed fun. Um, so, next d- was... Oh, go, go well, ahead. I, I, you know, and the whole engaged thing. I mean, the, the, it was either going to work for them because they're going to be in tune, or they were going to bicker like a couple.
2: Yeah, and so. you know, we didn't see that much bickering with them. So that was. Did you? I didn't. know uh, well, much.
1: we'll talk about it more. But you know, at the end, he's like, you know, I was able to uplift her despite these things, which, um, you know, it. It deserves to be said. I mean, they started at midnight, and by the time they ended, it was, like, 8 a.m.
2: at least. It looked like it was, yeah, sunrise, so... Yeah. I would say between 6 and 8 a.m., and we, again, we don't know exactly when they yeah. filmed it. You know, Obviously, it must have been earlier in the year than now. Um. So, let's talk about my favorite team. <laughs> the green team.
1: Green team's awesome.
2: I didn't, I didn't think that... No, were they your favorite, as in, like, sarcastic favorite? Yeah, sarcastic <laughs> favorite, of course.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean,
2: I, say... Say what you're going to say about them, and then I'll... <laughs> right off the bat, man, these guys look like total meatheads, you know? And not only that, but I found it hilarious how the guys... Okay, both their names are Lex and Jeff, right? Yeah. Jeff, two Fs at the end, and Lex, two, two X's. Xs at the end. What is up with that, man? You know, I don't see that very often. I thought that was kind of funny. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> Good observation. <laughs> um, you know, I mean... Uh, it, 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 they definitely had a lot of cockiness to them. They kept joking of like you know the only, uh, I saw my competition um it was in the mirror this morning and all that and anytime you're you're up for that like it's great to have confidence, but you can't be cocky and that was the yeah. problem. They were cocky, yeah. you know uh the no. one guy was supposed to be great at mechanics, and yeah, that's right. didn't quite pan out the way he no. expected no. it to
2: no if you're if you're a mechanic, wouldn't you think you'd be good at math,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah you would we'll talk about that um and then my favorite team you know again i thought initially there was going to be more but um as i kind of got to you know in hindsight reflect a little bit i was like all right you know i like miles and megan yeah i agreed with you there they they seemed the most normal you know and um
2: i would say the lesser of the evils that were there yeah i,
1: I think i think it was like that yeah it was more a case of that and uh-huh. um I feel like Miles is. An, I'm not gonna say. It feels. It feels like he's always kind of been the boss. Mm-hmm. Let's just say.
2: Was he the older brother? Did they mention their name uh, ages? I, at all? He looked. He looked older.
1: Yeah, but regardless, I mean, it's it's your brother. I don't know. There's Bigger just the male kind of thing too. Yeah. It. Yeah. Not to sound sexist, but um, <laughs> at least in their relationship, seemed like he was kind of the man in charge. Right. Um, but as they said, they're very competitive and things like that. And and it was f- she did have a funny line of like, you know, I can take what he says, you know, because I've taken it my whole life.
2: Ooh, yeah. So there is some some kind of little sibling abuse maybe going on. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say that. Who, who knows? I didn't say that. <laughs> um, all right.
1: Let's. Um, before we kind of move on, I want to tell you guys um, about a cool program that helps us keep doing what we do here. Um, And I promise we will talk right after this about the whole competition. But um, one of the cool ways you can help us out, and and it actually is um, fun for you, it doesn't take away from anything that you're already doing, it's this uh, program called the Amazon Affiliate Program. So what that means is anytime now that you're shopping on Amazon, instead of going to Amazon directly, go to AfterBuzzTV.com and there you'll find an Amazon banner. Click through that and then purchase... Again, whatever it is that you want to purchase. Um, If you have bonus points or whatever, uh, redeeming points, savings points, all that still applies. um, Except we get a percentage of what you buy. And again, it doesn't cost you anything extra. That helps us out.
2: Keeps the lights on here.
1: It's a win-win-win. You get your product. Amazon's happy because you're shopping. And we're happy because we got a percentage of that. And it shows us that you care. Um,
2: If you're interested in getting your cool MacGyver things like the stuff we watched tonight on the Great Escape show. You you like to do crazy stuff like that at home? Maybe you can find some stuff to put together on Amazon? Yeah. Who knows?
1: That would be awesome. Um so remember, AfterBuzzTV.com first click that banner and shop away. Um So, in terms of the stages tonight, um you know, they all kind of start off locked together. Um and they have to search for a key. I I didn't realize um uh, phase 1 was phase 1 was really really long.
2: It was. Because they had to initially get out of the cell that they were first put in. Yeah. It started at midnight. That's when the clock started. And uh, they had to find that key to get out, and it obviously was somewhere in there. I initially remarked, hey, man, why? if you're going to find a key, at least be kind of methodical about it instead of throwing all your stuff everywhere and just messing up the place because it's going to make it more difficult to find the key. Eventually, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it worked for some people. It didn't um, for others. But then... At the end, of the day later on, you know, as you're kind of searching, if you get captured, and I'm sure this wasn't in in their minds at the time. If you get captured, then yeah, you're coming back to filth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but um, so it, it was the blue team, ironically, that got the key first. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, I don't know. Surprised?
2: Hi- it's it is in hindsight ironic because they yeah. didn't do that well for the entire rest of the show.
1: Yeah. Uh. So it looked very promising for them. Uh. this is where the comedy of errors began for the green team. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, they couldn't get the key in and stuff like that. I mean, it does suck. I mean, you have to have very thin hands Mm -hmm. um, to be able to do that, but yeah, I mean...
2: Yeah, What what was interesting is how... Initially initially, Lex, he couldn't get his hands in there, and then Jeff had to do that. But then later on, during the show, when they got put in there again, you know, for another detention because they got caught, he was able to do it then. It's like, what changed, you know, did did he lose, like, some, some body mass because of sweat or something? I don't
1: know, maybe just figured it out a little bit, how to kind of maneuver it better. Yeah. Um, they had a nice strategy with the mirror, though. I will give them credit for that. Uh, I didn't
2: even notice that. What did they do with the mirror?
1: Yeah, Jeff, uh, Lex, I think, or I forget whether it was Lex or Jeff, he, but he was like, oh, let me help you, let me help you, here's a mirror.
2: Oh. Yeah,
1: I, don't, I don't know if you needed a mirror, per yeah. se, but hey, why not? If you yeah. got it, use it. And then, the thing I didn't like, uh, Miles Miles and Megan, they kind of caught on to where the key was.
2: Because they heard Lex and Jeff. Lex and Jeff, it. yeah. yeah.
1: They, didn't, they didn't hear the fr- our couple, Brittany and Gabe, but they heard Lex and Jeff, and mm-hmm. then it was off to the races. That's right. Uh, um. And again, just in talking about phase one, I mean, you had that, then you had to find the Mm lockbox. And once you had the lockbox, you had to go outside, not get caught, figure out the combination, unlock the combination, and and then then you're done with phase one. And go through that gate, yeah. Yeah. And that's phase one. Jesus, phase one is long.
2: That was initially really long, yeah. Um,
1: And then, uh, by God, Miles is really athletic, though.
2: Oh, yeah. He jumped up from one level to the other. I thought that was really interesting he did that. And, you know, in hindsight, that shows that shows a lot of physical strength and dedication. Yeah. Because, you know, they were able and to And smarts, succeed. too. Yeah.
1: You know, because it was a smart
2: strategy smart? to kind of do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas... They had to search 312 cells to find those other lock boxes that were in there. Yeah. Where, you know, thankfully, they found them, well, from our perspective, they found them pretty fast. Yeah. Um, ironically,
1: Jeff and Lex found theirs first. But they didn't have the <laughs> tools. <laughs> um, which, you know, um, at the end of the day, I was kind of, as we were watching, I was debating, you know what, it's not such a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, again, I, I don't know how it fully figures in, because we only got to see what we saw. But if you find your lockbox, then, okay, you know where it is, whereas the other people are looking for it, you can find the tools. Yeah. That's not the problem. That's as a good you point. St- yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, either way, you got to do both. Um
2: what so. did what did uh, Lex and Jeff end up using to open the lockbox initially? Did they just hit it with a sledgehammer?
1: Yeah, I think they just. Put and it.
2: S- and so did Red Team, right? They yeah. they sledgehammered that thing. Yeah, else.
1: Miles was just, just hammering away at that thing.
2: Yeah, and Blue Team they took forever.
1: They, that was that was. If so there's bad. a breaking point, yeah. that was their breaking point because yeah. they, you know, the hand going in. I mean, Gabe should have really stepped up and been like, I'm going to hammer this son of a gun in.
2: Yeah, but he let her use her, like, slender hands to get in there. And that, that still took, you know, a while because the other teams had already been sent back a couple of times to the detention areas. Yeah,
1: they they were just, again, that, that was their breaking point. Mm-hmm. That's where they literally lost the challenge. hmm because so they were decent in, in the rest of the stuff.
2: Yeah. They they got in. Uh, they got out of the, the detention part first, way before the other teams. Yeah. And and then that's what screwed them over. Yeah.
1: So it, it's unfortunate to see. And then um, I wish we kind of knew the riddles more. You know, I wish I, I, I don't know, maybe I should have written it down or whatever. Oh, I wrote
2: down the, the first one. It was 24 hours in a day times 49 days is how many hours served of time I guess in prison
1: oh okay so it yeah. was kind of on the nose
2: yeah it was like okay you just have to be good at math and multiply yeah pretty much that was it alright
1: yeah um <laughs> which <laughs> Jeff and Lex
2: had such a terrible time with you gotta I mean they, they comedy of their, errors. did they get there first they got to the the, uh, the combination first right and they mm. and then the red team no red team was the first then they got oh, caught oh they got caught yeah they got caught But then they were trying to figure it out. They had it wrong, and they started, uh, Green Team, started doing their calculations on the concrete there.
1: Which, by the way, you know, at least to to Lex's credit, before they had it out, you know, he's like, you got the number, right? You know, because credit to him, he knew if we're out there, Mm -hmm. we're going to get caught by these damn lights. You don't want to be doing the math out there. And unfortunately, they had to um, just because, again, a comedy of errors.
2: But you he know. trusted his partner Jeff, and he let him down. Well, Jeff didn't, didn't even have it. You know, he he's like, oh, I thought he, I thought he did the calculations ahead of time. He did, but but, but Lex, you know, stopped him. He was like, wait,
1: you you have the combo, right? And Jeff was like, I don't know. was no. like, dude, we gotta have the combo. You know the. C-. And he's like, oh yeah, it's and then whatever number he threw mm-hmm. out. Um but yeah the red team got caught and then as they make their way down it was funny to s- see them just unlock it and just basically <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah that was hilarious. Yeah just right be in front mean of their, about it. Yeah right in front of their faces and then they had to go use another gate to get in which was just around the corner but
1: Yeah. Uh you you had brought up a good point about the guards. Because oh, the guards yeah. are sort of everywhere, but yeah, that's go right. ahead and talk about those.
2: Well, um, well, you initially said first that it kind of reminded you of, uh, what was it, that Nickelodeon? Legend of,
1: Legends of a Hidden Temple? Yeah,
2: on the on Nickelodeon back yeah. in the day. So the guards were like dumbed down on that show where they couldn't, you know, they weren't supposed to like, oh, like stop them right away or whatever as soon as they see them. And it's probably within like a certain radius, you know, or like feet from the guard that they can do that. It totally reminded me of Metal Gear Solid and how the guards... Like, you can see them on, like, the soliton radar. The guards, like, have this certain radius where if you get within that cone field of vision of theirs, they can go, hey, you know, stop there, and then they'll go after you and shoot you or whatever. So it's probably kind of the same thing here. Obviously, humans, we have pretty, you know, we can see pretty damn far. We can see... For miles, actually, if we have a clear horizon. Yeah. So it's it's pretty funny how, like, the guards are like, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm not going to see that because they're not within 20, 30 feet of me.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least to their credit, I mean, they probably don't know what the tasks fully really are, or where people are coming from. mm mm-hmm. so They have that going for them. But um, other than that, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate kind of thing in the game. You have to have guards for at least this task. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, how much do they know? How much do they not know? Yeah. And I thought it was funny later on, you know, uh, the green team's getting escorted and the red team's going. And because, what was the term they used? They had wasted the guard? Yes.
2: Or yeah, they, they used up that guard pretty much. So that was funny. Yes, yeah. meaning that because the guard was taken up with that task, he couldn't stop the other team that was coming. And it was just, it made it easier for them because there's yeah. no guard in that area.
1: Yeah. Well not only that, but you could again they walked by that guard which in real life, you know, if you're an escaped convict,
2: yeah. The guard's not
1: going to be like, "Oh, sorry, my hands are tied right now." <laughs> yeah. You know, he'd he'd probably shoot or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, "Hey, you know what? I can't let go of these
2: guys, but you know what? I'm going to you
1: guys are stopping
2: too." Yeah, that's a good point. And actually, um I read an article earlier today that brought up an interesting point and it was that um the, they just get captured. You know, people just get detained and that's all that happens. They don't get beaten or subjected to any kind of like... you talking physi- about real prison? Yes. Like physical abuse or isolation or something like that. So, well, that was yeah, just an interesting point. Fair enough. Hey. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really
1: liked uh, the kind of tasks that they had to go through. Um, And that was all in stage one that we're just talking about pretty much. Yeah, stage one was nuts. Um. Then
2: stage two was as um, part of the.
1: Well, sorry, I haven't they written down.
2: They had um, to go to the admin building. The, yeah, and uh, there they had to get. They they had some kind of instructions, I think, and uh, it. They had to get a rope that had magnets on it, and they're like, oh, what what do we have to get? And they see like in the distance behind something, maybe like behind some bars or behind like a glass like wall or something. There's a yeah. bag with a metal chain on it, so they had to retrieve that. Using like that little MacGyver tactic, I guess, and get the key that was in it. Green team was awesome. Yeah,
1: they got it right away. Now, um, what I will say also about the competition is the fact that you know, while we have a condensed, very nice, and it's very fast-paced, I think the problem for them is that not only do you have to kind of go through the stress, but you also have to have patience. Again, we talked about it. They basically went from, I mean, supposedly midnight to, you know, daylight. So. Um, that's got to be at least six hours. And, you know, you've got to have that patience. And, you know, because you expect it to be fast-paced. Like, hey, we're going we're gonna to basically run. But if if that's not the case, then fru- frustration builds inside of you.
2: Yeah, and at that, there was a point where um, Green Team was pretty far ahead, actually. And uh, <laughs> they were about to go run out, but they saw a guard. And Lex bumps into Jeff. What, do they do? bump <laughs> heads or something? Or did, I don't even know how they bumped into each other, but it didn't look very... Bad. It was just, like, a really subtle bump from my perspective. And yeah. then and then Lex is, like, pounding on the, the walls and stuff, and he's super frustrated looking. So it's just like, dude, calm down, man. Yeah, I mean, you're winning. Yeah.
1: You, you've got a good thing going. Just calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, my God, Lex. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I didn't think they were going to win at any point in this, but they were obviously the most funny characters on the show I really li- I like how they kind of announced over the PA system who was escaping who did what, you know completed tasks and things like that
2: I like that too because it psychologically messed with the other contestants a little bit more or you know it gave them like a heads up like oh you know give them yep. more hope yeah but I would like
1: to see you know some condescension from the PA like ha ha ah. green team is doing math <laughs> I don't know. That that
2: like, would be hilarious. You know. That would throw in uh another variable into the mix and that would be interesting.
1: Yeah. Obviously they have to kinda keep the third perspective and, and, and keep themselves at distance, but if you could really kinda get down on that level, yeah, it would be quite funny. Yeah.
2: But I don't think they will. That was just my own amusement. Um so in so once they got that bag they had the nautical map and a compass in it. Right. Yeah. And uh you know, we, t- we pretty much talked about all that. Red well, most of these
1: items are kind of useless. I mean, apart yeah. from... I mean, you have the map, et cetera, and then you're obviously getting the key piece, but other than that, like, great. So you have a compass to, what, navigate the water? Yeah. You know, so, it, I mean, it's there as a prop. And it's supposed to be something special, but... Exactly. I've, I've got a question. Did they... Yes. They just had to escape the facility? They didn't have to, like, make it to the bay or anything? They did have to yeah. make it to the bay.
2: They had well, to make it to, to, like, yeah, a boat. And they used the boat, like they had an accomplice on the boat, and they used that to get to the yeah. location they had to. So get. that's Ben Bottomley, our engineer,
1: speaking. But yeah, I mean, so so to answer your question, Ben, it's not like you yourself would have to be navigating the ship. It's you have someone who's qualified, yes, paid for by the show. <laughs> <laughs> and understands, okay, I got to get from point A to point B, and I'm not going to do it in dumb ways where like, oh, the compass is saying we got to go... No. Oh, you
2: guys don't have a compass. I can't take you there.
1: I don't know <laughs> how to get there. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. And then uh, during this moment, I mean,
2: everyone was just kept getting caught. Blue team that that killed them again. You know, yeah. they coulda. They, not only did they take a long time in stage one getting that that riddle out with the you know with the key part, but they got caught. Everybody got caught. Red team got caught. They got caught twice. Uh and, and r- green, r- green team. Green team got caught twice. Yeah, got caught twice also, yeah, initially. Um, So then we move on to stage three and they have to find a boat key under heavy ammo barrels, boxes, and the third key part as well in there.
1: And uh, at this point, um, well, I really like the girl, by the way, um, Megan, how she was able to find it. Yeah, she found it. I was surprised how fast they
2: found it, actually,
1: which is good. Oh, by the way, speaking of just getting caught, let me just take a moment back. Um, You know, it was the green team kind of had the good strategy of like, okay, you know, the, the red team's a in our hiding spot so they're going to go up ahead so they're going to figure out how to a get there b if someone were to get caught it's going to be
2: them because they're first you know
1: and uh
2: yeah i remember you mentioning that and i i agreed it seemed like a really good strategy because all they have to do is look behind him like lex said yeah and ironically it didn't work out <laughs> <Not> at all <laughs> and that's you know if you want to talk
1: about what what made or broke their victory that was it
2: yeah had they not agree.
1: gotten caught they would have been all right
2: that was at, like, several minutes. Like, who knows how long it takes for them to be walked back to the cells.
1: Ah, uh, you you know they're not... First off, like, you probably like, okay, I want to run there, I want to go. And the guard's like, nope, we're walking. Yeah. And probably the more that you push him, like, hey, let's get there, he's like, yep, let's go even slower.
2: <laughs> you know it would be... Uh, another thing, you know, I mentioned this earlier with the... You know, obviously, you can't torture people on this show, <laughs> but it would be interesting if um, the guard if the people could run away, like I mentioned that, oh, they have to stop, like as soon as they get found they have to stop, On right? The light. If, they, if they could run and then had to evade the guards even further, like the guards had to tackle them or something, that would be cool, that would add another variable. Yeah, but then you'd have to have guards
1: that would get called in, you know, so you have the patrol units and then you would have to have the secondary units of like uh, we have an escaped convict, Yeah. alright, here's 500 guards ready to beat you down. <laughs> That would be fun.
2: Yes, it would be more fun. Um, uh, well, eh, you know. But that's just our twisted side. You know, that thinking more realistically. Yeah. Um,
1: and again, it's tough because it's like, okay, you can't have those things, but you want to make it realistic and et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. And we want to make it safe, you know, so no one gets hurt because yeah. it is a TV show. Yeah. But, I don't know. And they're, not, like, they're not acting. It's the acting. show. I have a, a sadistic side to me. Yeah, so do I. I, I just
1: <laughs> want to <laughs> see this pain. Um... But, yeah, I mean, the girl, Megan, she found it, um, and she got it right away, so that was good to see. Um, And, you know, it it was nice to see because she got the credit for it. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, they had been a team, but for the most part, you know, she got him caught twice, so it was nice to see kind of her come through, whereas Miles, he was getting very frustrated, and she was able to bring him back Yeah, in that
2: moment. Um, And while this is all going on, uh, green teams in their detention cell trying to get out, and they had to... To rip open the Bible. And I thought it was funny how Lex <laughs> mentioned the, mentioned that. He was like, oh, you made me do this. <laughs> he, yeah. he was blaming Jeff for it. But, I mean, the question,
1: you could just skim through it to see if there's a key or not. Yeah. Could you? I mean, it's you a could, book. Actually. I mean, where, where's you it going
2: to be? In the middle of a page? You're like, probably- how, how thin is a page? <laughs> yeah, well, hey, maybe it was... Who knows, maybe it was taped. But you I mean, I understand- didn't even find it in the Bible anyway, right? No. no
1: that'd be <laughs> that'd be insane if they put the key in the Bible. Yeah. Um there's so much symbolism behind that. They did.
2: <laughs> um, I got you. <laughs> but they ended up finding it in the mattress anyway. Yeah. Which was a I, common hiding spot. As they
1: explained. I really like this commentary. They were good together. Yes. Um And then from that point on, I you know, I I turned to you and I said as long as the red team doesn't get caught they're gonna win this Mm -hmm. and um you know they they had some trouble finding the canister but and then as it kind of progressed everyone really did so yeah um and then it was off to the races at the end
2: that's right and i thought it was funny how at uh, stage four at the power plant with the gas canister you know obviously you said you know red team they took a while to find it eventually they did green team passed one right over their heads and they (laughs) found another one right so that was pretty cool that it was also over their heads but in a different location it looked like yeah and and, you know
1: speaking to that point um again if you're the first one there you kind of your options are greater therefore you have an advantage of because again you're looking for one of three as opposed to if you're um if you're the blue team you know you're looking for one of one yeah and that's it Yep. Um, And therefore, your chances are not
2: too great. Statistically worse. Yes.
1: Um, And then again, off
2: to the races. I mean, you know... uh, And you mentioned, like, from that point, it pretty much became a boat race because Red Team was there, and then Green Team came right after that. By the
1: way, I joked about it because (laughs) unless...
2: Here's the thing. Unless, like,
1: I couldn't foresee any way that that the Red Team's boat would have not made there first. Mm -hmm. If it did... I would, and I was the red team. I would be so mad. Yeah. Because that's unfair. You, okay, so we we had about twenty minutes or whatever uh, head start, and we got there second. So whose fault is that? We didn't control the boat. Yeah. Again, they had no control at this point. And again, as we joked about it, um, it's not like you know they were navigating him of like, no. okay, go east. Okay, wait now you now turn.
2: Now if that another variable would be you know put into the show if they did that if they actually had to tell the guy where to go. Yeah, that would be interesting but then be. again you know uh, did they give them a map of the pier of the whole bay and they said pier's over here you know pier 3 is in this location no they didn't I, I don't know how it fully worked I mean well, what was unfair it's basically
1: like you know as soon as you reach the boat you've basically reached the finish line Yeah. and so then from that point on you're just getting to another finish line mm-hmm. which that part I didn't quite like I, I wish there was again it's, you can't have that be the finish line a- and yet the finish line's over there
2: I guess it's more symbolic, rather than being an actual part of the you, task.
1: You have that to your advantage, so use it. Yeah. You know? Especially if you're going to have these makeshift compasses and things like that. Maybe I just didn't catch it. I don't know. But
2: it didn't seem like, right? They didn't have to do anything no, at that point. They just sat in the boat, pretty much, and walked briskly towards the man, yes. the host. It Rich th- Eisen. Yeah, and then they got their Volvo. money. And their volviles. And but they're Volvo. That's so. right. Now, do, do you think they got the Volvo at the end? I think they had to. You think they had to? I, I don't know. I think I think they may have just, you know, there's probably... I mean, sh- Volvo obviously sponsored the show. Yeah. That so. would be nice if they got it. I would be even more thrilled, because then that's like, you know, that's like a car you don't have to buy. You get, like, yeah, I won that on the show, and I won 100 grand. Yeah. That's pretty neat.
1: That's pretty nifty. So, uh, the sister's gonna keep the car, he's gonna keep the 100 grand? Is that...
2: <laughs> For all the, uh, psychological abuse over the years.
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs> And it's tough. And you know what, what's tough is that Lex. I mean, if he, is he going to go to jail because he
2: doesn't have his finances in order? Oh man, that's that was so bad. You know, I thought that was interesting how he said that, and uh, it, it's it it comes to mind like everybody in in America is in debt. You know, if you if if you're not in debt, you're not American. I've heard. <laughs> that's probably true. So it's what was his number? Did he say like fifty-five, sixty I don't know, grand? What he said. That's that's pretty high up there, and that there would go all of his money you know you're just if he was going to pay it on his debts it would be all gone because they have to split the money 50 50 yeah well he should ask nicely of the red team hey
1: yeah.
2: uh, can you guys give me like 10 grand and
1: it must suck because again he built himself up so much and then you know in the end they didn't come through Nope. um so on that note why don't we take a quick commercial break um we're going to talk about kind of the show in terms of Ron Howard and Brian uh, Grayson producing it. And then we'll do some predictions for next week. And uh, that'll wrap up our show, at least for this week's. But why don't you, Ben, uh, take us to a commercial?
0: Hey there, good buddies. The handle's Woolly Bear. I'm a truck driving man, but I'm not that old school kind of truck driving man, no. I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from AfterBuzz TV. And why? because AfterBuzz TV is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite TV shows like Jersey Shore, Dancing with the Stars, Mad Men, and a whole truckload more. I like listening to my Gossip Girl podcast, catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip. You no, know, I got some strong opinions. And AfterBuzz TV lets me share those opinions with thousands of other listeners. woo What a feeling! I used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road, and don't worry, I got the cruise control, but now I I'm wide awake and listening to all the AfterBuzz TV goodness. <laughs> Check them out. Give him a holler and tell him the old Woolly Bear sent you. Welcome, welcome back, guys.
1: Um, old yes, Woolly Bear. Old Woolly Bear. That's our announcer, Sir Richard Wentworth. And uh, speaking of which, you know, uh, one of the ways that you guys can really help us out, um, you know, apart from the Amazon program, is go to iTunes and rate and comment about us you know um, we're here for you guys we want to know what you guys are thinking and it helps us out and the other thing um, we've officially not done PR for a very specific reason um, we found that if you guys tell a friend it actually helps us more than an official PR campaign and so um, for those of you who've been listening to us in the past thank you guys for doing that if you're a new listener please that is the one thing that you guys can do um, to help us out tell a friend turn them turn them on to Afterbus tv and i guarantee they'll thank you and 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 again also rate and comment us on itunes it means a lot to us um keep uh, our relationship only continues to grow with itunes and um you know with our relationship intact we can do more things and uh, they like us more and uh, if they like us more that's good
2: absolutely yeah i tell my friends and family all the time I they? always sing the praises of afterbuzztv.com.
1: Thank you, uh, but let's sing the praises of Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. Uh, and they
2: have they have quite a few praises in their in their credits. Yes,
1: and you didn't initially you didn't know that the show was produced by them, right?
2: No, I did not initially. And
1: then uh, not did it change my your research. view of
2: it. Yeah, um, I um, I found it a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Well, here was uh, the reason why I wanted to kind of bring it up. Um, well... Why don't we start with for those who aren't familiar with Brian Grazer and um, and Ron Howard, just name a few things that they're known for.
2: Well, you could talk about Brian Grazer, but Ron Howard, I know he directed a lot of movies. He was initially he was a child actor. He was on Happy Days back in the day. Yes, he and was. Of course, that's where he's pretty well known for and, you know, recently as a director, he directed uh, Beautiful Mind. He directed uh what was it? The Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, apollo 13 angels nope. and demons angels and demons the da vinci code yeah arrested of development arrested and, and development. Arrest development the it, whole the whole show ben yeah oh wow. yeah well he was I the had, he was the voiceover artist too. oh oh wow yeah
1: um so yeah i mean and you know um on all the or pretty much most of the things except for happy days that like you mentioned brian grazer was the producer ah yes um so they work in tandem like that
2: um they're good buddies
1: they are very good buddies and they have um, and the reason why I bring it up is because um, there was a huge article uh, about a year ago at this point um, stating how Hollywood producers are kind of a dying breed because now the studios um, with less money with with the economy the way it is they're taking on more control and therefore the producers are just kind of the middlemen and so and especially uh, Brian Grazer and Ron Howard's movies weren't doing that good so now they're kind of taking their um, fate into their own hands so it seems um, by producing TV and you know, many smart people in this industry are getting into TV. You know, Steven Spielberg, um, you see uh, Martin Scorsese with his Boardwalk Empire, right? They're, you know, they kind of know that, you know what? Film's always going to be there, but I also got to have something else in TVs right now the way most people are going.
2: And it's steady. It's more long-term. And yeah. TV shows last, you know, several weeks at a time for filming and everything. And a lot of people get attracted to it. They get a lot more, yeah. you know, time out there as opposed to a movie. And with,
1: um, you know, there's a debate. I don't, I don't know. I don't buy it. Um, where it's basically one-offs, right? Where, where um, the, the this show, The Great Escape, is a pretty much a one-off, right? You have a self-contained episode, and if you know, you don't have to know the history of any of this to enjoy an episode of this. Yeah, right? you
2: just jump into it. And you know what the tasks are, what they have to do. You're familiar with the layout of the show. But each night, it's new contestants.
1: Yeah. And they'll tell you, again, the uh, the format anyway. So, uh, so these are called one-offs. And so what's smart about it for them is, again, they can kind of service this out to whoever they want, um, you know, after the fact, and be syndicated, you know, and make money that way. Yeah. Absolutely. So very, very smart. Uh, but you have some tweets you want to read. Yeah. Uh, uh, just for how people are feeling about this show
2: Yep, just for uh, just for shits and gigs you know (laughs) so uh uh, before we started uh taping tonight i was uh i was looking at some stuff and let's see one of the interesting things that i saw was uh this guy on twitter uh brick top 13 he states the green team guys are retards the blue team is as smart as a box of rocks (laughs) and the red team has an abusive sibling yeah (laughs) so i thought that was funny uh at least the cocky guys didn't win. That's what Church J fourteen said. I'm glad about that fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of
1: sad because of Lex. Dex pro- the Lex's debt problems, but
2: he probably needed the money the most. Yeah. Any <laughs> uh, what, any other interesting ones that we got? Um, no, nah, I think that's about it. Overall, that's pretty people funny. liking the show. Uh, you know what? Uh, someone uh, this other person tweeted. Lillian J fourteen thirty two said, "Great Escape equals best show ever." Nice. That's that's some high praise, right there. There's a lot of good
1: shows out there. Yeah. Unless she's not watching them, but hey, you know that—that's good to hear. <laughs> I like it, that. It, it. It's an addicting show. It's it's it, fun.
2: Yeah, it can. It has the potential for that. You yeah. know, it's like um, what, what's actually interesting too is this is TNT's first reality show. Am is I right? It? Yeah, I think so. Oh. So that's that's pretty interesting. You know that they're taking that route because they have a lot of scripted shows, obviously, like they the no Big Drama. One, they do. And one of the big ones that that just came out, I think, it just premiered tonight too, is Falling Skies. It didn't premiere. It premiered last week. Oh, last oh, yes. week. Okay. Um, yes.
1: For those of you who are fans, we do the after show. Ben's a fan of Falling Skies, right, Ben? Yes. Yes, and his yes father does the after show. Yes, he does. Um, so, yes, we keep it in the family around here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how we do. <laughs> no, they're great. I, I had a chance to listen to them because I kind of audit the shows, and, and um, I've never seen Falling Skies, but they were a joy to listen to nonetheless. um but let's get into predictions because it's gonna kinda kinda
0: and now your After Buzz TV predictions
1: so uh you know we talked you said this show has the potential to be great and it does you know um and and its potential will lie on as you, the task that they kind of choose. Again, we talked about whether they go to the Amazon, stuff like that. They can't always be in a prison.
2: No, it, um, it, it would be kind of redundant if that happened. So they could go to the Amazon rainforest, who knows. Uh, they could even go to the Sahara Desert, uh, yeah. you know, or a desert type of environment and have them escape from there in different locations, maybe in caves. Yeah, um, so that's I, what will
1: make or break the show.
2: Yeah, and I actually read a little bit ahead and later in the series, they're going to be in a swamp Okay. So that's going to be interesting, having to maybe search through the muck and find your keys in there instead of it being. And being you find moments? a crocodile. <laughs> that would suck. It, it, the environment would have to be really controlled then. In that case. Nah, no, no, like, Come on, don't <laughs> no control it. That's the fun. You <laughs> like, know? That's what we want. We want lack of control and more violence and gore.
1: No, but I, I, you know, I don't want I don't want lack of control. But I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go to the swamp, you're going to find swamp things. Yeah. And they should have airboats. Animals. Yes, that's, that's just I a agree. given. I of agree.
2: course. So, yes, they, that should happen. They, um, they should make them sign waivers for the swamp. Like, if I get bit by mosquitoes and contract yellow fever, or yeah, if I... Yeah, that shouldn't be their fault. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. if, if I get bitten by a snake, you know, that is venomous, I will be shipped to the hospital, but it will not be my fault. Yeah. Or, or it won't be, be the, the, the TNT's production. fault. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, I think you have a lot of people that are so adventurous that they'd do it regardless.
2: Yeah they just want to do it. I mean, um and 100,000 is a pretty good chunk of change, you know. It's not like with Fear Factor where it's it's 50,000, so they have to cut that in half the two contestants that win the, t- you know. So they get 25,000 yeah, each. Yes. So, so you know, it realistically you, you would want to split it like that with your friend, who knows. If you made an yeah. agreement beforehand. But yeah. uh here it's double that, so that makes it a lot more enticing for people to want to go on the show. Yeah. So
1: that's cool. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward to a great season. We didn't see previews on this episode, um, at least you know how we watched it. So again, we don't, we can't predict exactly what's going to happen next episode. But hey, nonetheless, I can predict that uh, you will have a good group of hosts um, leading, leading the charge for the next coming episodes. Thank you, Sean, for joining me.
2: Thank you, Phil. I for hope you had me. fun. I did.
1: Ben, did you have fun? Yes. Yes. yes, I did. There we go. Um, and we hope you have fun watching The Great Escape and also listening to us. We'll be back for you next
0: week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.